Praise the Lord, everyone. How's everyone doing out there? Woo! No place I'd rather be than in the house of the Lord, worshiping with my family. I love you all. If we could all just go ahead and get our minds on God. Lord Jesus, open up our hearts, open up our minds. Lord Jesus, to receive the word today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, if you would like to turn your Bibles to or take your electronic device and go to Matthew 6 and 19 through verse 21. When you're there, say amen. Amen. All right, so it says, lay not up yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will also be. So, you may be seated. Your treasure, what your treasure is, what we place value on. The things in this world that we place value on in this world. What are the treasures that I have in this world that I cannot disconnect from? There are quite a few things in this world that we lay up treasures. If, if you ever see the government come in and take your savings, you'd be attached to that. You wouldn't be too happy about that, would you? No, because I work so hard to have my savings. I've worked so hard to have investments. We can't actually tell ourselves that we don't, have, we don't put value in this world, that we don't put treasure in this world, that we don't have our hopes within this world because we are what? We live in it and then we put time and effort in things and so that attaches us to this world. The word of God tells us not to. Why? Because just like my example where the thieves break through and steal. I mean, taxes, just kidding. Um, but... But some of the other things that go on in our life as well, like where, where we put value in the car that we drive. It's a big chunk of metal that will rust and that will fall apart in 10 years or even sooner and you'll have to get another one. Don't put value in the things of this world. What is treasure in our life? This world tells us that our, what our treasures should be. The things that, that uh, should be treasured in our life should be according to the word and not the world. When we put the treasures of our life according to the world, how big's my house? How big's my car? How, how the things that I, I own, uh, young people, the video games that I play. Have you ever tried to take a controller from a, a young kid or take the phone out of their hand while they're playing a game? You will not be uh, met with, with grace <laughs> and, and patience. It'll be like, no, 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 give it, give it back. Why? Because they're tied to that. That is a treasure that they have. Because the most valuable piece of treasure that we have is what? It's not money. It's our time. Our time is the most valuable piece of treasure that we hold. The word of God states, lay not up yourselves treasures upon the earth. The earth will what? It'll pass away. The things that we own will pass away. 
It's all about the things that we do within the spiritual world that have real value. It has eternal consequences, whether they're good or bad. It's up to you. Your treasures. We can use Matthew uh, 9, uh, 6 and 19 through 21 to eliminate wealth in, the wor- in, in worlds and goods uh, as treasures to the Christian religion. These, these are good things to have. Uh, you know, I, you know, the word of God or God gives you things so that what? So that we can freely give them. He'll give you resources so that what? That we can use them for the kingdom of God. He puts he puts a lot of money in some people's hands. And guess what? <clears throat> the people who. The people who are trusted with that within the Christian world, they give from their abundance. They give from what they have. There's quite a few people that I know that they give over half of what they make because they just keep what they need to live on and just some other expenses and stuff. But they'll give over 50% of their living because their treasure is not found in money. Their treasure is not found here. They want to see the kingdom of God grow. And one of the greatest ways that the kingdom of God grows is through uh, monetary funds. It's hard to do stuff when you don't have money. Just <laughs> We know that because we pay bills, right? <laughs> it's hard to do stuff. Treasure, it is to cherish, is to hold dear, it's to prize, it's valued greatly, it's to adore, it's to love, to be devoted to, to worship. You know, when I, uh, if you ever look at a, a billionaire, no longer about money to them. You, once you make, you know, billions of dollars, you, you, you literally, once you make a billions of dollars, you, you, you have to make some major investment poor choices and to lose that money because it'll just, its interest will just compound. Your investments will just compound. You, you can never lose out once you become a billionaire. It's no longer about money to a billionaire. It's about power. It's about influence. It's about what, what, what can I get done? Um, how much power can I, will all this money move? And so when, when, we're in this, when we're in this world, it should be a little bit different when you're spirit-led. It's, it's when I'm in the spirit of God, how much influence do I have on this world? How much power do I have in this world? How, 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 how many demons will run from me when, when I walk over? How, how is my spiritual weight? How is my spiritual eternity? What's my spiritual bank look like? What's my spiritual bank statement just look like? Am, am I investing in myself in the word of God? Not in the sense of being selfish when you invest in yourself. Just, just in the sense that we need to change ourselves. We need to not be... Um, you know, we need not to conform to this world, but be transformed uh, in the word of God. We, we do not need to be part of this world where it takes our time and our energy and our effort, where we are just seeking on how to be successful in this world. When we serve God, he will open up doors in your life to be successful for your needs and your wants as long as we are loyal and we stay within the will of God. There are, there are moments in my life that I know personally where I was outside the will of God. I was investing in myself. I was being, I was being led by the flesh because you are either spiritually led or you're being led by your flesh. There is really no in between. There's not really a compromise. Um, if you're compromising your spirit-led walk, then it's all flesh. 
If I'm doing half and half, it's typically all flesh. We, and when I invest in my flesh and I invest in myself, I, I, find, I find myself doing more harm to God's kingdom and into my own little personal world and my own personal bubble than if I was just being spiritually led and doing the things of God and, and, and fulfilling the, the, the will of God in my life. And then all of a sudden doors are opening up that are just that no man can shut, that I am just walking through. And, and all of a sudden, like if you have a business, accounts are opening up. You're like, well, God, I would like to give this much. Or, God, this is something I would like to do for the kingdom. This is a ministry that I want to start. And all of a sudden, a door opens up. A check comes into the mail. Something happens that is not of your power. It's not of your control. God all of a sudden starts investing in you because you are investing in the kingdom. I can't tell you how many countless stories I have heard of just checks coming into people's mail. Where they're like, Lord, I, I've, this is something I want to do. Or, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to pay this because I've been working in the kingdom. And all of a sudden, they have the means to pay it. And it wasn't from their ability whatsoever. It was from the grace of God and the mercy of God and God rewarding his children. He will reward you. Precious treasure, precious treasure uh, and oil are, are in a wise man's dwelling. But foolish men devours it. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness and honor. So looking for godly treasures, what are we looking for? We're looking for righteousness, kindness, honor within what's found in Proverbs. And what we need to understand is that the things that we invest in ourselves, they are not material things when we're in the kingdom of God. They are us. We are the treasure. When it comes to God and salvation and everything that he did, we, we are the treasure in the sense of investing in ourselves to become God, to become Christ-like within his attitude, within his spirit, and finding righteousness in our life that God has given us, finding uh, kindness within our life, treating our neighbor how we would want to be treated. Loving the Lord thy God with all of our heart first. This is how we invest within ourselves. If I don't love the Lord our God with, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. If I'm not investing my time in him. If I'm not investing my resources in him. If I'm not investing into the kingdom of God. Then I'm being led by the flesh. What am I investing in? Outside of that, it's a fleshly world. What am I investing in? Where is my treasure laid up? God's treasure is not a physical treasure. Although if any of you ever find treasure, you know, maybe Pastor Sapp's out there fishing and he finds a shipwreck and there's treasure on it. Let me know. I'll help you load it up because we like physical treasure. We like to buy things. I will help you and we'll pay 10, you know, 10% on the tithe. No big deal. But when it comes to godly treasure, it has to do with you. And who you are in the kingdom of God. What you are investing in. Am I investing in spiritual things? Am I being spirit led? Do I, do I exude the, the fruit of the spirit? Do I have meekness in my life? Do I have joy in my life? Do I have kindness in my life? Does the power, when, when someone sees me, do, do, they, do they see a humble person or do they see a prideful person? 
Do they, do they see someone who's, who is angry all the time, or do they see someone who is at peace no matter what is going on in their life? What does your treasure look like within your spiritual world? What are we investing in? One of the greatest things to invest in is another soul. Why? Since we are identified as the treasure in the kingdom of God and what God wants most, because the greatest treasure that we have ever been given is salvation. It's the greatest thing that has ever been given to humanity. And without it, well, we wouldn't be going to heaven. <laughs> so it is the greatest thing that we have. It's the greatest treasure that we have. And when we invest in another soul, when we invest in another person, the kingdom gets greater. Treasures get added to the kingdom. They become eternal. Uh, you know, it says that, store, that there's jewels stored up there, that there's a mansion, and depending on however you want to interpret that, it's just saying that there's, there's, great, there's great treasures waiting for you in heaven. There's a great place for you waiting uh, in heaven. There's a lot of ways that a lot of theologians kind of translate that. But, but the more you, you work here, the more you invest in people, the more that you bring people to Jesus Christ, the more that you show people the salvation of Jesus, the more treasure that is laid up in heaven for you that awaits. Now that, you know, you, you tell that to somebody and it's like, yeah, that kind of sounds like a fairy tale. That's like a legend. Um, you know, you can believe that. But I believe it with all my heart. I believe it with all my soul that, that when I'm when I'm here and I have a relationship with God first, you have to remember, you have to have your work spawn out of your relationship with God. If you're just working without the relationship with God, then you're not doing anything but working. But if your works spawn out of your relationship with God, out of the prayer closet, out of out of reading his word and and you will begin to work into the kingdom of God and you begin to save souls, you begin to bring people in to be saved by Christ, then all of a sudden treasures are being let up into heaven for you. And there is no greater investment than a soul. There's no greater investment than finding somebody who is depressed. They're hurting in this world. Or maybe they're not hurting in this world. They're just an average Joe who's just trying to make it through life. Or maybe they're a rich person. There is no value placed on a soul. One soul is not worth more than another soul. They are all equal in God's eyes. But when you begin to invest in a soul, they begin to see what in you? That there's more to life than just living in this world. And it's building treasures in their own little world that they're going to die. That they're, one day they're going to retire and they're going to have retirement. And then one day they're just going to die. And, and they don't know any better. And they don't know that there's a heaven. They don't know that there's a God out there that, that loves them. They don't know that there's a Jesus out there who, who died on the cross. Because we are walking in a generation now that the young people don't even know who Jesus is. We are... In the third generation of unchurched people, I didn't, this is outside of my notes, I didn't want to get into this too much, but we, I was reading something yesterday where the parents were unchurched, so now the children are unchurched, and we are now in the third generation of that, and so there are people out there who are just living the way they know how to live, but when you start investing in them and you start showing them, hey, I'm 
I live in peace. I, I live in joy because this is what people are seeking. This is real treasure in our lives. The real treasure isn't the money that I have, even though money does give you peace, right? My bank account's nice and fat. I'm feeling kind of peaceful. I'm okay. But real peace comes from God. Real peace comes from knowing that Jesus Christ is in control. Real peace comes from knowing my, the source of my money comes from God. The source of my income, the source of who I am comes from Jesus Christ. And showing people that source, that, that the, showing the world the source of Jesus Christ, showing the people that I am a lighthouse, that I am a beacon, is a great investment in heaven. Because we invest eternally. We do not invest in this world. We do not invest in the, the things that are of this world. I don't go and squander all of my money. I don't go in and in, invest in, in things that are just going to take up my time. And I, to give you guys an idea, I used to play video games like eight hours a day when I was a kid. That's what I invest in. Edward still plays eight hours a day. Gotcha. Love you, bud. Um, but, uh, but I used to do that. And like when you... When someone tried to take that console from me, like mom, she would come in. She's like, you've been on this all day. And I'm like, yeah, I have because I like doing it. I invest in it. I'm good at it. I, I just I love I love the competition that's found on the Internet. I love the camaraderie that I get to talk to people and I get to talk trash to people and whatever. Um, and, and then my mom would come in and then she would take the console and rip it out of the wall. And my whole world would fall apart. And I know some of you guys can't resonate with that, but think of something that you just love in this world. You want me to tell you something that's, that's actually, you know, your children, right? You love them to death. And I talked to a guy, he's actually an Amish guy, it was, really, it was actually really cool, but at the same time, super humbling, where he was talking about his child. His child had died, and um, died of a disease, and he always asked God, and he just said, and God always replied, not to put your treasures in this world. Now, I don't really know if this pertains to, to children in this sense, but he said, you invest in your child, your child passed away, your whole world turned around, but I am the source of your power. I am still here for you. I have never left you or forsaken you. Your child is fine. I am the source. But because you invested so many resources in a child and a family member, and you saw them, and it, and it turned, and you are, and it was taken away from you. How are you going to respond to that? Are your treasures within the kingdom of God? Will you find peace? Will you find joy? Will you find long suffering in the middle of your turmoil? Because when we don't, when we lose our treasure, our, our instant gratification, when we lose the treasure of this world, when we lose the things that are right in front of us, how will we respond to it? That will tell you where your treasure is. If I lose something right in front of me, something that I love, that I am attached to, and it's gone. How will I respond to it? Will I ache? Will I, will, will I have heartache? Will I, will I be angry? Will, will I act out in frustration? Will I punch a wall? Will I get into a fight with someone? That, that response is how you know where your treasure is. Or do I respond in the spirit? Do I respond by getting on my knees and talking to God? Do I respond by, by asking God to, that, I, that I know that all of, of my actions, everything is in your hands, that 
I want to be in the will of God. I don't know why this has happened in my life. I don't know what's going on, but I trust in you, Lord. Change who I am. I don't want to be attached to worldly things, but I want to be attached to godly things. Because the end goal isn't this world. The end goal is heaven. The end goal is seeing my God. The end goal is, is, is the reward, being at the gate. Godly character is one of the greatest treasures you could ever invest in. Because godly character is what's going to get you to heaven. Investing in godly character. They call Jesus Lord, but they do things their own way. That's the majority of people, just in general. It doesn't matter what, what church you're a part of. I mean, even I find myself doing this. Um, you know, where I call Jesus Lord, but when there's something that's in my control, I'll do it my way when God wants me to do it a different way. And then it'll fall apart when I do it my way. And God is trying to teach me a lesson because God is investing in me. When we go into our struggles and our heartaches, when something is going on in our life, don't look at it as a woe unto me. That's God investing in you. That's God trying to show you treasure. If you're not struggling, you're not growing. I have become, you know, in our failures is where we, we find ourselves the most, right? Within our struggles is where we learn how to grow. If you ever talk to anybody who's ever lifted weights or if they've ever wanted to become faster or if they, they ever wanted to become stronger, what happens to a muscle? Well, when I start working out, you begin to tear apart your muscles. You have to break them down. And a lot of times the only way to break down a person is to break them down, to put them in situations where they struggle and they become sick and tired in their own will and their own struggle says, I can't do this on my own. God, I need you. How many people have been in that situation? All the time. And God allows us to struggle because he's investing in us, in our struggle. Sometimes it hurts beyond belief. Sometimes you, you just battle with depression. You, you battle with anger. You battle with frustration. But at the end of the light, at the end of the tunnel, Jesus is, has been walking with you the entire way. And once you clear all of that mess, once you clear your struggle, the investment that happened in your life through that time period, you became stronger. You learned patience. You learned, you learned meekness. Probably went through the situation. I know I go through situations all the time because I, I have an arrogant side. I have a very prideful side. And God loves humbling that side of me. And I know I go through my struggles and I get put in situations because he's humbling me. He's, he's showing me that my prideful ways aren't going to, going to work. And so when I struggle with it, I begin to realize how to, how to subside that fleshly desire, how to subside the, 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 the pride that is within man that's just built in. And I'm uh, coming to a, a close. The greatest treasure that we have is salvation. Why is it our greatest treasure? Because it's not guaranteed to us 
in the sense that we are going to make it. It's something that we do have to work at every single day. I am not someone who believes and once saved, always saved. The moment I confessed Jesus Christ, I entered into a contract to where I would not be conformed to this world. I would be separated from this world and that I would work for the kingdom of God through the relationship that I have with God. The once saved, always saved. Once I say that I'm saved, thank you, Jesus. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And you begin to walk in this world and not in the church. And that person is still saved was never, was never an option. It was never an answer. It was never, ever used even within, even within the early church, the, you know, the early, even the early Catholic church, the early Orthodox church within the first 300 years of the church, they never believed in any of that. That's a new world progressive thought. That's, it's not found anywhere in the Bible. Matter of fact, there was people who did plenty of works. I believe it's Matthew uh, 7, 21, where it talks about, didn't we do great miracles? Didn't we do great things? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do all these things in your name? Didn't we invest in the kingdom of God? Didn't we invest and spend time? We went out, we spread the word of God, but he said, no, turn from me, doer of iniquity. I did not know you. Your treasure has to come from the source, which is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Anybody can become socially addicted to a culture. Anybody could just be in this their entire life but never have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because this is what you socially know. We could, um, I don't have the verse, I don't have the verse here, sorry sister. So it says, then, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth. And for joy, therefore, goeth and selleth all that he hath, and he buyeth that field. When you find the treasure of salvation, you hide it in your heart. You sell out this world, and you become sold out to Jesus Christ. When you find the church, when you find God, you, and you find it in that field, you know that that is the most important thing in your life. And that everything in your world has stopped completely. Everything that I've been investing in, everything that I've been doing out in the world, it, it completely stops when I find the source of life. And I sell it all out. I don't belong to you, world. I don't belong to, to the items of this world, to the treasures of this world, because I found the true meaning of treasure. And I sell it all out, and I buy into the one thing that causes life. If we could all stand. Just begin the call on the name of God. Lord Jesus, we, we love you. We praise you, God. Lord, the greatest treasure is when you invest in me and when I invest in the kingdom of God. 
Lord, change my perspective of struggle. Change my perspective of heartache. God, that you are investing in me, that you are building me, Lord, because without struggle, there's no gain. Without, without pain, there's, there's no revelation. There's, there's no gain in the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, show me how to respond. Show me how to invest into souls that are my neighbors, that are in my workforce, in my workplace, God. Show me, Lord, how to invest in the kingdom of God. Show me how to invest in the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.